We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is up, everyone? Welcome to the Rotowire After Dark Champions League show. As usual, we are back late on Tuesday night to preview the Wednesday Champions League slate. My name is Jack Burkhart. It's nice to be back in the host spot. You can find me on Twitter at Jack Burkhart. And we are joined by the distinguished Ryan Belongi. Ryan, how are you doing after today's uh, Tuesday slate? Oh, I'm doing okay. Um, I did well on the early slate, but uh, the main slate was a little frustrating. I mean, I cash cash games and did okay in the main gpp but <clears throat> i lost high stakes i mean i, I came on here yesterday and touted pro providel and wrote him up in my article too and then you know i ended up playing the antwerp keeper who might have gotten back to zero i'm, I'm not sure but he was in the negatives for for most of the day while uh what did uh the uh the red star keeper scored over 20 i believe allowed three uh-huh. goals and he deserved it so, for some of these like point Blake saves he was making. I thought, yeah. And then uh, I ended up playing Halland, and obviously that wasn't going to make you money today. But <clears throat> I like this slate for tomorrow. And or, how'd you do? I think you did better um, than me. It was it was interesting. So I didn't play too many lineups, so it's a little tough for me with the new job in the midweek. But um, I played a tournament lineup without Halland because I just thought it was. I think I played both my tickets into the main without Haaland. It just felt like a good spot that you could fade Haaland. You could play Mbappe. I don't know what Mbappe flipped ownership at, but I assumed I would have been happy with it. I know he bagged the pen. But, you know, I just wanted to play some other combinations because Haaland was going to be popular. People were going to play him correlated with the other Manchester City pieces. So I just thought, why not just do a different one-off? So those worked out pretty well. I played the Lazio goalkeeper who just scored that ridiculous goal at the end, which righted (laughs) a lot of wrongs in um, many lineups. But it was kind of funny with Cash because we didn't expect both Matias Nunes and Sergio Gomez to start. And this kind of like enabled a weird construction. And I know I have a DM thread with you and Adam. I'm like, I think I'm going to be an idiot and just play Zhao Cancelo. And it worked out that a lot of people did that. We flipped the same lineup. Jordan had a 1v1. I hadn't talked to Jordan about that at all. So it was kind of an interesting slate where you got to play those two cheap midfielders. Yeah, the three of us, the, the three of us, me, you, and Jordan flipped the same lineup in cash. And me and you didn't talk at all. We didn't talk with Jordan at all. So yeah, that was pretty interesting, I thought. Um, Especially yeah, with I, the I breaking news. Like, we weren't talking about Cancelo and Cash yesterday. Right, because that changed everything. Like, 
I had pretty much everything I wanted to do was pretty much done. And then we weren't really expecting either of those guys to start, maybe one of them, and then both did. So, yeah, that changed everything. Um, yeah, I agree with you. That was a great spot to fade Halland, and, and that's what I did in most of my uh, lineups in the main GPP. But, you know, I when you, when you play one lineup in the $444 tournament, it pretty much decides your day. So, yeah. Um, yeah. On, on to on to tomorrow. Yeah, on to tomorrow if it's a 333 or whatever. I think it's definitely a smaller slate after the um, the opener. But, I mean, tomorrow's slate, um, it's it's quite exciting. It's a lot more interesting than the previous slate. So today, you know, we had to deal with Giga Favorites, Barcelona, and Manchester City. And both teams were, like, criminally priced over all positions. It was ridiculous. Now, in this slate, we have three favorites and their home favorites. So we have Arsenal. They're hosting PSV Eindhoven. Benfica's hosting Red Bull Salzburg. And then Bayern Munich is a pretty big favorite at home to a struggling Manchester United team. And a lot of these, there's a lot of like well-priced players. The title of the video is underpriced Benfica. A lot of these Benfica forwards are priced in the 7K range, including Angel Di Maria, who will split set pieces. Harry Kane's really the only expensive Bayern Munich player above 10K, but you got a lot of 7K players there. And a similar story for Bukayo Saka and Arsenal. And I feel like we can never really ignore Napoli. And um, there's a couple potential free squares in the other two games with a uh, low total. So Ryan, what about these matchup strikes out to you before we kind of break down cash games? Um, you know, just in general, this is a great slate, like completely opposite of the, the Man City slate we had today. Um, you mentioned there's just, it's just, there's soft pricing. So you can kind of just afford whoever you want. Like for cash games, we're going to get into it, but it seems kind of simple in that like you can just, who are the five best plays point per dollar? You can kind of just play them all if you want to. It's easy. Uh, Defenders are priced fairly. Um, But just in general, the reason I like this slate is because it's more of like a classic style soccer slate in that, you spend up for two defenders. At least I think that's the move. Whereas like today's slate, like you're just trying to find the best punt defenders, play roulette on who's going to score two or three goals. It's like, we're playing a completely different game here. You actually got to pick your spots. Um, You know, Arsenal, Benfica, Munich, it's all similar spots. Like no, no, nothing obvious, which is nice. Yeah, I, I was thinking about this. I was like, when I was trying to make a cash game lineup, I was like, well, I don't know if this is the best lineup necessarily, but I felt like I could just play a bunch of good plays. So there's going to be a lot of options that you can play. And um, I don't know, we'll see if we can break anything down with um, tournaments. But maybe one thing that we can do is we can start looking at the forward position. And um, I think one of the big question marks heading in is if you want to use a player like Bukayo Saka in the forward spot. So I'll scroll up to our expected lineup, but Martinelli, I believe he got hurt over the weekend. I wasn't able to watch that Arsenal game. So that's going to leave a situation where Saka and uh, Leandro Trossard are probably going to be splitting set pieces. My thought at first was Bukayo Saka was not the first name that I clicked because there are are some other value options. But um, the one thing I think is that there's not many cheap options and you're probably going to be spending up for guys that are like 7K and above. So Ryan, do you agree with that? And what's your impression of the position? Yeah, so the, the first lineup I made, kind of the same. I Like, you know, you want to play Saka, but he's not necessarily the first guy in because of some of these other prices. But I think there is enough value to afford him in the end. Like, I guess if you go through all the forwards, who are the forwards that you would want to play in cash games? To me, I there's wrote only down the three. List. 
I have my, my list my, of okay. My list is right three, here. so I, I, my list was only three players. So I want to hear yours. Well, I included a lot of guys who just had good goal scoring odds. So it's like it's tough to call Kane a bad play, right? If people play him in cash, I don't think you're nuts, but I like don't think that's the move this slate. So I thought the guys I want to play on Di Maria, who's only seven K for Benfica, and he's splitting set pieces with Orkan Kuchku. If I said that right. And then uh, mm-hmm. we have Leroy Sané, who's cheap. And he took some corners when Kimmich left early. And he might take some set pieces. Maybe you can't count on that. But he's got good open play value. So those two are just the first names that I clicked. A lot of the other guys, you know, the Napoli guys feel a little bit goal dependent. Kingsley Coleman, I don't know if he's going to be fit for a full 70 minutes. He's coming off of an injury. So with those two guys in, it's like, well, I'll just play them and see if I have money for Saka later. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. So Di Maria, Di Maria, Sane, and Saka, pretty much the only three I was considering. Um, and then, yeah, if you not, I don't know if we can skip around to midfield, but sure. uh, Rakitic for forty-four hundred, taking pretty much all of Sevilla's set pieces. He seems like a lock for cash games. Uh, yeah. So you, you know you're going to have the money for Saka. You know, if you want, you can play all three of those forwards. You can play Saka, Sane, and Di Maria pretty comfortably. That's what I have in my first draft because I was just making a lineup and I put Saka in my utility. I'm like, well, I guess I have money for for Saka and I can play some some middling goalkeepers. So that definitely felt good. It is interesting, though, because we have the three forwards we mentioned. But, like, I really only feel like on the slate overall, Rakitic is the only lock at 4.4K. Like, other decisions are justifiable, but you just kind of get funneled onto the classical cash plays. But, I mean, they're good plays, but it's not like – it doesn't feel slam dunk, if that makes sense. Like, there's routes for um, these guys to fail. Yeah, I, the one thing, like, I would say is Di Maria should probably be 9K. So, I mean, that's, yeah. he's probably a lock. Mm-hmm. Um, that's true. That's true. Sane, I guess, is the one who has a bit more of a fragile range of outcomes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's just where you land. So, um, Bear is saying Horta for Braga. I don't know about that. He takes some. He splits some set pieces, but I think he's in like the nine k range. These Braga guys, I was trying to grind who takes set pieces, and I should have just looked at the price first, so I could just say I, I don't, I don't want to play any of those guys. Braga are priced like they're like favorites in a Europa League tie against the third place team in Belgium. Not, um, <laughs> not a team yeah, that right? has to play a, a tough matchup. I think yeah, does Deke, people... like I was wondering if DraftKings knew something that we don't. Um, those Braga guys, ninety six hundred for Horta, Horta ninety three hundred for Bruma. Yeah, I mean as underdogs, like they're just not in consideration, right? Tournament plays, sure, they'll probably be five percent owned. Yeah, I mean, if you want the low-owned hat trick, I mean, you can always play that angle. I found that type of thing to be thin, though, because you have three other teams in good spots. Yeah, I mean, when I'm going for that, it's from, from a favorite, you know, playing a player from a favorite. Yeah, for tournaments, it's tough for me to justify someone like a 9.6K Ricardo Horta when I can save 6,000 and play um, Oseman, Like Right, uh, because the thing is, like, even if Horta scores for, for 9.6K, he's not even going to win you anything yet. You no, know, you need more. Cheaper are going <laughs> to score goals, yeah. Right. So I, I on a six-game slate like Champions League, I pay up to be contrarian. Maybe that's like a good option on a three-game Premier League slate because like there could just be no goals. But 
there's going to be goals from somewhere from cheaper, more obvious suspects from guys who have floors who can get 20 points with only one goal. So I feel like that's not going to be my preferred route. Yep. Um, maybe we can go through matchups later talk about tournament angles, but yeah, I mean, you can play one of these goal scores if you want to be a more high testosterone cash game player, but I, I think I'll be playing Di Maria, Saka, and Sané, at least at least for my impression heading in. So maybe we can uh, skip into midfield. We're making a scorching progress through this show. And yeah, Rakitic was a clear misprice at 4.4K. He was splitting set pieces for Sevilla, and that was happening even when Suso was in. So Adam is not projecting Suso to start, and in that case, Rakitic virtually functions as a monopolist he might even does he take their penalties ryan he has in the past yeah I'm not he has sure in the past. what's happened recently yeah um, i know campos has also taken penalties uh i'm not sure what's happened this season yeah but either way i mean it's going to be tough to get me off of rakitic and just about every format I, he's not going to be sneaky or anything like this but um he often doesn't get played as much as he should but usually in those cases he's like 6k not a complete misprice at 4.5k so that's a free clicking cash but otherwise there's um quite a few interesting options across the price range so i liked leandro trossard just because i could get all arsenal set pieces against psv but what were you thinking for a midfield spot outside of i guess rakitic yeah no i i Rakitic for sure. I really like Trossard. I clicked him at first. Um, but, you know, then you're playing him over Kimmich. Um, and I just, we've seen these spots for Trossard where you just think he's an absolute smash. And it seems like every time he gets subbed early and doesn't get there. Uh, I know, you know, it's just anecdotal on a, you know, a few occasions you see Martinelli out. Look, if, if I knew Trossard was going to get 90 minutes, yeah, I would love it. But this isn't like a smash spot for Arsenal. And it's just not going to surprise me when he gets subbed for Reese Nelson or Emil Smith-Rowe or wh- whoever it is. I, so I think, I think it's fine. Like I'm a big Trossard fan. Great player good fantasy player, obviously still a good matchup for Arsenal, but it just means, yeah, you're playing him over Kimmich, which is obviously a big talking point on this slate. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, what do you think about Kimmich? You know, I think people go, people will go both ways on him. Yeah. Well, my initial instinct was just to click Kimmich because I always click Kimmich in Champions League cash games and it usually works out pretty well for you. The high-paced nature of the games suits his floor and like he's a player who will shoot from from distance. I don't think he's one of these like classic, you know, uh, you know, not to insult Douglas Louise, but I don't think he's a center defensive midfielder of that character. But what I did is I opened up his game log And normally the one thing that we can count on for Kimmich, the one thing that sort of makes the whole operation work out is that he takes a monopoly of his team set pieces. And then I scroll down and I see Leroy Sané has taken like a third of the team set pieces so far, uh, mostly coming from corners. And I'm not really sure what to make of it. So there's two games where Leroy Sané did take some set pieces. That was a game against Augsburg. And what we saw right here is I think Augsburg scored a goal early in that game. And that might have caused a situation where Bayern were just going to play fast. And we've seen Sané take corners when they're playing fast. You know, you don't have time for Kimmich to wander halfway across the field. And then I think he must have picked up a knock against Leverkusen because he was subbed early. And then Sané took all of the corners there. So it... 
if someone told me, Jack, don't worry about it. Kimmich is the monopolist unless the game script goes awry. I would just be like, okay, play Kimmich instead of Trossard because, you know, you're correct to worry about that. Um, Thomas Tuchel says Kimmich should be fit for the game. You know, should be good for at least 80 minutes. It would suck if he subbed off early, right? When we have one of these set-piece dependent players, we want those 90 minutes and um, we want to make sure they have those set pieces. So are you alarmed by the situation at all or do you think we can just uh, trust the Kimmich process? Um, man, it's really tough, actually. As, as time goes on, I'm factoring in the uncertainty a little bit more. And we have a comment from Ethan Sexton here. So maybe I can, I've never done this, click the show comment. So Ethan's saying that Sané took every corner for Bayern on Friday, even with Kimmich on the pitch. That's a one game sample. So that I mean, is that's... somewhat alarming. Um, thanks for the shout out, Ethan. <laughs> that that makes me, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's very quite... alarming. <laughs> so, so Kimmich picked up a knock with Germany. And then he like, when he came back, I guess, Maybe he wasn't fully fit. Also, uh, who didn't start? Maz- Masrawi didn't start. Um, so I don't know. That might have been part of the reason Kimmich got subbed as well. So I'm not necessarily worried about the minutes. I'm not really worried about the minutes. Um, but yeah, Sané taking every corner w- with Kimmich on the pitch, that's very alarming. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like it's probably enough enough for me to fade him in cash, even because just because there's other good plays. Yeah, there's enough other good plays. Like for example, um, Odegaard's probably not a cash play in this current Arsenal setup, but you know I could pay six point nine k for Orkan Kuchku, who would be splitting set pieces on the other side for Benfica, who have a pretty good matchup. Um, I used to, yeah. I think one of the first shows I did with Adam, we loved all these Benfica guys, but um, yeah, Di Maria and Kuchku are the set piece guys. So you can't rely on our former friend, Jao Mario to be uh, to be the set piece taker. But I guess, so we probably want to look for a non, a non Kimmich <laughs> sort of option. Um, I would yeah, you could, you, yeah, he seems okay. Um, I, I, you know, I haven't checked what's been happening with him in Benfica. Is he playing 90 minutes? Is he, you know, getting forward at all? At all? Is he taking shots? Yeah, I, I'm not sure. Um, Zielinski seems fine for 7,100. Um, yeah, he does. You know, a little bit more attacking than Kimmich, more likely to score or assist. He's, uh, those, those minutes are pretty encouraging too. Yeah, the, the minutes here are healthy, healthy shot numbers, which I like to see from Zelinsky because you don't want to see him only getting there on crosses. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if Politano doesn't start, most of the set pieces are going to be his for the first, you know, 65 minutes until Politano shows up. Do we have do we have Politano projected in? We do not. I know there's been a situation at Napoli where um Kvitsa Farcella, if I said that correct, he's coming off of an off-season injury that he picked up, so he's being ramped up. So that means that other forwards have had to pick up the slack for Napoli. So Raspadori's been playing a lot more, and Politano's been playing a lot more. So um, Politano's a guy you can play in a forward spot, but you can also play him in a midfield spot too. He's priced, I think, within 100 of um, Zelinski. I can double-check that, though. Yeah, I think 7K and 7,100. Zelinski 7,100, and then Politano 7K. I mean, Zelinski yeah, seems, yeah. seems like a fine cash option, definitely. 
and a better one if Palutano's not in. Um, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where you, you kind of just have to weigh for yourself the, the Kimmich, whether you, whether you want to gamble on Kimmich or not. Um, yeah. There's other guys you can play. You can get up to Trossard. I like getting up to Trossard. Or you can go down to Zielinski. See, all, all three of those guys are good plays. Um, yeah. I guess take your pick, really. Yeah, and then there are some cheaper guys. So, Ryan, you mentioned that you wanted to spend up twice at Defender. Maybe that was more of a tournament philosophy. But if you want to do that in cash games, I'm clicking some buttons. And if you do, you know, Trossard and uh, Rakitic, that is simply not happening. So were there any cheaper options maybe, like below the 6K market midfield that you had your eyes on for cash games? Mm. Yeah, I just I don't think you need it, but... All the way down at thirty two hundred, uh, Christian Christian Aslani for Inter is supposed to start in place of Chalanoglu, and Aslani t- took sets last year, like split with Demarco, pretty much the same as, uh, at least I think, yeah, pretty much mm-hmm. the same as uh, Chalanoglu splits with him. Um, mm-hmm. I just don't think you need to necessarily go that low. Like it doesn't really do enough for you in my opinion, but yeah. Um, for me spending up at two defenders or spending up for two defenders, I would do that in cash as well. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll, maybe you need a punt to make it work. I feel like you're going to end up needing a punt to make that work. If you're playing Rakitic and Zelensky. So if you're doing this construction or you can't play Sokka, like you have to, you have to do some sort of workaround right there. Uh, I'm just not seeing the pricing work out exactly. There's a couple of interesting cheap options though, and it's going to, it's champions league. So it's, um, it's name butchering season, but I was looking a lot of these like Red Bull Salzburg players and Mm -hmm. um, they're cheap. And, you know, Benfica isn't some like legendary team, you know, it's a matchup where I feel like Red Bull Salzburg are capable of a goal or capable of, you know, good sequences where they can trouble Benfica. And if that's the case, they have two cheap set piece takers. So at defender, you have Amar Didic. He splits. So he's like 3,700 at defender. And then you have um, this character right here. So uh, Maritza Gergard, um, we'll call him MK. And he splits set pieces as well. A more defensively inclined midfielder. They play a midfield three, do Red Bull Salzburg, and he splits the set pieces, and it's 3,500. 3, so maybe more of a tournament angle if you want to play, you know, three Benfica players. Maybe one of those two players gets an assist. You don't want to pay up for the goal scorer necessarily, but that would be a Yeah, sorry. sorry. Yeah, who, who did you say splits with Kiergaard? Who was the first guy you said? Um, Didich. Amar Didich. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, so... He's, he, I mean, skipping around again, but he would be the lowest I'd go in cash. Like you could go down to him in cash and you can afford, I think you can just afford Trossard if you do that. Maybe you're like a hundred dollars short. Um, anyways, yeah, I think, I think he's fine for cash. Um, the other Salzburg guys. Yeah. You know, this team, see this Salzburg team to me seems weaker than ones in years past. They had a ton of talent recently. I looked at this lineup, and a few of these guys are 18, 19, 20. Like, I want to say f- four guys are 20 or, or younger. 
and there's just not as much talent there as there used to be. This the Oscar, I don't even know how you say his. How do you, how do you say his last name? This is he this Israeli kid? I think uh, he's Israeli, right? I don't know. Oscar, Oscar Glaucoma. Gluk. I don't know how to say it. Gluk was probably a better. Uh... I mean, this this kid is the real deal, apparently, though. Like, I, I heard Arsenal at, even after him, Manu after him, like, big clubs. And he's got a lot of hype. But, yeah, like, I'm, I'm sort of worried about – I don't think this Red Bull Salzburg team's as good as they've been recently, but I haven't seen him play. I don't have Gluck's salary. I mean, none of the Salzburg players are expensive. They're all super cheap. And there are a lot of new players. So I was like the um, Patrick Starr oh, yeah, meme he... looking at under his rock. It's like, who are you people? Like, I've played a couple Europa League slates with Salzburg, and I don't recognize any of these names. Right. So. Yeah, none of, them are, uh, none of them are above 4K, Jack. They're all under 4K, every midfielder. Yeah, and all the forwards are under 5K. Like um, mm-hmm. this guy, Kareem Kanate, he gets subbed all the time. But I think I saw some logs where Roko Simic played 90 minutes and he's the stone min at 3,500. So if you had some barbell construction that played a few Benfica players, and you want to play play one of those cheap guys. Yeah, I saw Roko Simic. He's like 6'3", six, 6'4", six, like your you know target man. Maybe he, Maybe he gets a a header goal or something. No yeah, maybe floor, he, but yeah. Maybe he gets a goal and that's good enough for utility spot. And then you nail, you know, the four leg parlay on the studs part of the construction. You can play a lot of forward eligible players in a midfield spot. So I'm not too worried about the opportunity cost necessarily. Like, uh, you know, we just talked about midfield, but there's not so many like tournament must haves at the midfield right. spot. Like right. Zelinski is not a tournament must. Kimmich is not a tournament must and Trossard isn't. So I'm not too worried about using the roster spot in that way. Yeah. No, I'm not either. I think, yeah, that's a good shout for tournaments. Those Salzburg guys. Um, one, one other thing for, for cash, I guess we can mention Bryce Mendez. I don't know. 6,600 just mm-hmm. because he's been playing longer this season and taking pretty much all the sets. Like the last couple of years, he was always coming off at 60 and he still might, but like just looking at his game log this year, much more encouraging. And he's taken pretty much every set piece. Um, so I think Bryce Mendez is okay. It's, you know, it's not the greatest matchup against uh, Inter, obviously. Yeah, you're going to have a couple shots. Probably not much shot of a bailout goal, but you could land on an assist. I did notice Bryce Mendez and, um, you know, pretty fair price. It's just yeah. the worst game environment of the entire slate, right? Like Real Sociedad are going to be home. Well, I don't know. I guess they're home, so maybe they'll attack a little bit more. But, you know, Inter Milan feel like a slightly more defensive team. Maybe that's a bad take, but um, I don't know. This game... No. The bookies have this as a blog. It's one to fade, pretty much. So similar to the Lazio Madrid game from today. Yeah, like you know, Kimmich is more likely to score a goal than Bryce Mendez, in my opinion. (laughs) You rather maybe, maybe, yeah. Well, at least probably right, actually. Yeah, and he plays for Bayern Munich. Yeah, so. Again, not a crazy move, but that would probably be like a cash only. I don't see myself really wanting to dabble in on those Real Sociedad pieces. No, there's better spots for, for tournaments. I think if we want to keep bouncing around fun um, names, 
I always play Nico Berea in tournaments, and it's never worked out, but he's 4.6k, so, I mean, fair enough, I guess, but I just talked about how that's the worst game environment to the Champions League slate, so maybe that's not the most enticing thing. I was looking at a lot of these lens players, and they're all kind of expensive. They're a frustrating DFS team because it seems like no one relevant plays 90, like, uh, you know, maybe this uh, Tomasin, Adrian Tomasin character plays you know, 90 minutes occasionally, but he has no floor. Um, the nice thing about them is that this guy, Angelo Fogini, he takes most of their set pieces, but he's like a lock to be subbed off at the 65th minute mark. So I guess for the same reason that you would play Bryas Mendez, I guess if people were playing Fogini, that's like a decent cash play, but I, I, I just can't play a guy like that who's going to get subbed off potentially at 60 minutes. Yeah, no, me either. Not in this spot away to Sevilla. Um, one of my takes for this slate is that Sevilla smash French League teams. They have for about 10 years running in Champions League, in Europa League. Um, I know this is a different Sevilla team. Obviously, they're not as good as they once were, but I give them a big edge in this spot. Just La Liga against the French League, Sevilla at home. I'm on Sevilla in this spot, switching to tournaments. All their forwards, I think, are great tournament plays, especially and Naziri, Lamella. They're both cheap. No one's going to play Ocampos. What's um, Lamella's price? 59. Oh, gosh. Might have to play. Same as think... uh, and Naziri. Or and, yeah. And Nezri. Yeah, Lamella and yeah. Nezri are cheap. And Nezri always has often scored goals on these European slates, so I'll always be tempted to click his name. Man, I, I was going to play one cash lineup and one tournament lineup, but I'm a bleeding heart Tottenham fan to my core. So if there's a good spot to play Eric Lamella, especially when I'll be playing Rakitic and maybe one of the Sevilla fullbacks, you know, maybe I'll have to make, maybe I'll have to have a third. <laughs> Do you remember Lamella's Rabona against Arsenal? Oh, I, I remember it quite well. I think Tottenham did not win that game, though. I think <laughs> no, it was they didn't win game. that game. Yeah, it might have been like five-one, and Lamella scored with that one or something like that. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. we got Ozzy in here saying that Frankowski loves to cross the ball, but he's six K. I did know it's Frankowski, but he's like a little old and kind of one of these like uh, boring players for Poland. I mean, I played him on these. Uh, Euro qualifier slates over the summer because I have no life and um, no disrespect to anyone who plays those slates because I do too. But, you know, he'll get some crosses, but not a particularly exciting player and one without defender eligibility. So, again, it's one of those things like Bryce Penn is you can play that in cash, but there's probably too many yeah. point outcomes in there. And you might want he's... guys that have more 20 point outcomes in a Champions League environment. Yeah, he's like a makeshift wing back who crosses. Like, he, he reminds me of. Parasic on Tottenham last year. Like, mm -hmm. you know, maybe you'll get eight crosses sometimes, but yeah, no, not, I don't want that for tournaments. Yeah. Not the most direct player. At least Parasic kind of goes hero mode sometimes, um, though usually shoots it into Rosie, if my memory <laughs> serves me right. But yeah, making our way around. One thing I have to say about Sevilla Ryan is that I noticed that Fernando was uh, playing in the midfield. And I always have to ask myself, so this is like five years ago, I was talking to a Brazilian friend in graduate school and he's like, he's like, Manchester City are terrible. They're starting Fernando. Like this is a disaster. So he was saying Fernando was dust. 
And so I click the name because maybe there's many Fernandos. And it is our former friend Fernando of the earlier Manchester City days. So maybe I should is be it a little really? bit worried. Yes, it is. No He's way. Got... I, I... <laughs> Look, yeah, two, okay. two I didn't seasons know that with either. Manchester City, and then he gets banished to Galatasaray and then <laughs> has been playing for Sevilla. Okay. Um yeah, so what your buddy says he's bad? No, I mean I I believe that. Well, um, he's like a he's like a total like uh he's old, right? Yeah, but this friend I was talking about like he's like a pure fan, like completely irrational, like totally just like a a laundry bro of sorts. So, I'm not sure yeah. that that's like the most analytic gotcha. opinion. But that doesn't seem like the <laughs> the best guy to have anchoring your midfield. You do have um Sumare who was a pretty good defensive midfielder from Leicester, so it can't be so bad. Sergio Ramos is old, but going to make any defense better. This is kind of an old Sevilla side, though, now that we keep on <laughs> talking about it. Like Ocampos and Lamella, they can't be getting any younger. Um, Rakitic is old, so oh, know, maybe it could fall flat. Sorry, no, I, I was confused. Fernando. For some reason, yeah. I was thinking Fernandinho. Yeah, oh, I know... Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. I, yeah, I know this Fernando. He's been there forever. I thought you meant Fernandino went there. My bad. Yeah, no. Um, I just think Sevilla is a much better team. Like, again, like Spanish league at home to mid middling or, you know, second tier French league teams. It's just, it's always been such a good spot and that the Spanish team is going to dominate possession, hopefully create some chances. And yeah. That's just that's how I think it's going to go. So it's just Sevilla guys for me. Yeah, I mean, at least they are mostly good players. Um, And like you said, I don't think these second tier French league teams that accidentally qualified for the Champions League. um, I don't think that's gone so well in the past, though. I would have to check my work on that. It has not gone well in the past. The gap may be closing, um, but it has not gone well in the past. Yeah. Well, moving on, I think we've talked about almost every single major midfield player. We haven't talked much about Manchester United. I would like to talk about them later, but Casemiro is only 3.4K. So, you know, you can throw you can throw Casemiro in any lineup, and I think it's okay, especially if you have a Bayern Munich pieces in tournaments. Yeah, oh. he has, just because he has goals in him. I mean, he's looked mm-hmm. very dusty this season, but it doesn't That's change true. the fact that he's he scores goals, so. And somehow never gets called for a yellow card, so he doesn't like lose the two and a half points that often either. So, like at three point four k, you don't really have to do much to pique my pique my interest. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over three hundred and fifty million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Let's move on to the defender position. So the first name that stood out to me with uh, Chalanoglu out was uh, Federico DeMarco, who is continuing to do this thing, except when I fade him in the Champions League final where he played 90 minutes. He's playing his whole 65-minute building. Sorry to bring that back up, by the way. I'm tilted again just thinking about it. But uh, he played to 65 minutes, but always gets a pretty good floor. Very much attacking player. Um there's a lot of decent fullback options. No one really a smash play, in my opinion. Maybe you disagree. I mean, like, DeMarco's a good play, but, you know, he could get eight points and get subbed off early, so that's not necessarily a smash for him at that price. So who do you have your eye on at the defender position? Yeah, DeMarco worries me for all the reasons you said, but he's just he, – he, he's such a crusher for DFS. I mean, mm-hmm. that he, he gets there in 60 minutes, so – I'm going to play him in cash games, but I think it's fine to fade him in tournaments because there's other good options, um, specifically both Sevilla guys. Um, mm. Point per dollar, Navas. Navas is probably my favorite play on the slate. Close with, you know, 3700 for Dedich if he's going to take a few sets is pretty nice too. But as far as open play value goes, Navas for sure. Um but he doesn't have quite as much upside I don't, as as Pedrosa. Um, so I like him, too, for tournaments for sure. And mm-hmm. then um, I think Ba for Benfica has some upside. He gets forward quite a bit. Um, so, yeah, I, th- those are the four that stood out to me. Uh, it's five with the two Sevilla guys. Yeah, five defenders, I would say, those five. I don't know. Did I miss anybody? Um, I don't really think you missed anyone. So if you use uh, you know, Dedich as your thirty seven hundred, this is an acceptable punt sort of character. Yeah, yeah I mean, those Tomiyasu's are all Tomiyasu's thirty two hundred. I guess you yeah. know, Tomiyasu that doesn't seem to work out great. Um, I don't know. It could, but <laughs> it, it's another one of those things, right? On DraftKings, sometimes in the Discord, by the way, go to rotowire.com backslash chat. The soccer discord is always hopping. Um you know, some, there's always people like, oh, you know, who's the cheapest fullback? And I always get it on DraftKings, right? Like, you know, fullbacks, they get some crosses. You can spend your money elsewhere. It's always a fine play. But, I mean, it's Tomoyasu. He doesn't have any real real upside in that spot. He's kind of 
doesn't really have a place in the team anyways. So I don't think he's particularly good either. Um, you know, I think a little clearly, harsh. Maybe okay. Well, I'm coming off a little harsh then, but you know, I'm just remembering starting Kieran Tierney when he's dirt cheap, and like he just busts. Like the Arsenal fullbacks, unless I'm fading Ben White, um, never really crush that often for me in DFS. So I agree. If you can have that 500 extra dollars and get up to um, Dedich, maybe it just costs you taking a boring goalkeeper and going down to a goalkeeper who you need to rely on to get like you know five saves to get value instead of like eke out a clean sheet. Yeah, just yeah. I don't think you need to go that low. Like I'm thinking of this slate as you need you ten points from each defender spot. That's that's the way I'm playing this slate. There's plenty of options for it. I did look at Pedroza. His floor is pretty impressive, and there's a match with three shots. I didn't look at his previous se- season logs. He really hasn't gotten much run with the Sevilla side, but it's tough to argue. Did he game just? Log. I feel like he just signed there, wasn't he at? Uh... Espanol. Um, oh, Espanol. Oh, no, that's Pedraza. Yeah. No, I don't know yeah. much about him, but he just uh, – he he gets like – yeah, he's more likely to score than Navas is what I meant. Yeah. And Navas, I pulled his game log up on the screen. Couldn't see it if you're listening on audio, but he has a 14-cross game this season. I mean, that's just what Jesus Navas does. And uh, What does Luis call him? Crossing Jesus? Crossing, crossing Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, crossing Jesus. Um, I, You know, I, I saw that too. Um, They were playing catch-up in that game. But yeah, I mean, if you – you always see that from Navas. Like, I remember a few times last season even, you have these games where he will just send them in. And it's great because they have – their fullbacks are always great. It used to be Acuna on the left because they have – and Nesri, who's mm-hmm. a big target man. That's That's how they score a lot of their goals, so – yeah, so yeah, even I like in the that guys. Yeah, he'll be going for crosses. One thing that's often tripped me up in Champions League, and I've kind of learned this lesson the hard way. So, in like a four game Premier League slate, I'll be, and we had, so let's just pretend it's Premier League. We have Sevilla and Lens. If I'm playing Jesus Navas, like I feel like I have to have that Lens bring back. You know, I want to find that guy who got 16 points because he scored a goal or he got an assist and a good floor because that's going to push Navas. But I think this is a situation when none of these Lens players are particularly good plays. You can just play Jesus Navas and be like, I hope Sevilla goes down a goal. I'm not going to play that guy because I can play forwards from Arsenal or Bayern or or Benfica. You know, you won't need him. You just hope that the game script goes your way. So you yeah, one off. Yeah, and you can also just he's 4200, so you can just play him and he'll score to score you 10 points in a comfortable win. Yeah. You know, like it doesn't team. even have to. Yeah, he does. It doesn't. Even, they don't even have to get scored. Like there's a lot of ways for him to get there for you. Yeah, I think it's just one of those dangers of correlation. It was definitely something I want to talk about when we talk more in detail about tournaments. But like, you just you just have to have the guys who, oh, you have the guy who have the brace. Well, you need the guy who had the brace and an assist on top of that. You kind of just need the best plays. So correlating is not necessarily a thing that we want to be intentionally looking out for. You we can like you said, we can just play Navas. He's a good play. Right, but in general, it's a good point. I try to correlate defenders in all sorts of ways like yeah i mean yeah i don't know i'm just thinking that t- today is two game slate or just had newcastle trippier mm-hmm. i think he ended up busting but like on a on a that's sort of besides the point but like if i'm going to play isak or one of their forwards in a tough spot then i'll be more likely to fade trippier like because 
you know, if Newcastle were to score in that spot, we've, we've seen, we've seen what happens when they're up. We've seen Trippier busting against better teams or, you know, so yeah, I mean, I'm always trying to pay attention to the correlation. Mm-hmm. Especially on the smaller slates and then right again, the labor on a bigger slate. It's a bit more of a, there's just so many good plays that you can play that you shouldn't play a marginal, like a, you shouldn't play a bad lens forward because you have Jesus Navas in your lineup. Like that's just, that's still bad. The, it's not that correlated with each other. If there were much better plays, then go ahead. Um, right. That's my, that's my take on it. I had a couple other defenders highlighted though. We, I want to talk to you about this Bayern versus United match, but um, Regulon and Dallow are below 4K each. So they seem mm-hmm. like okay plays on paper. And then um, Alfonso Davies, and uh, I always screw this name up, but Mazzari um, um, at right back. Uh, more tournamenty type options, but I mean, Alfonso Davies is a super attacking player. If there's a defender who scored a goal, he would be in the top three names that I guessed. Um, so I think those names are worthy of consideration in GPPs. Um, yeah, me too. And Reggie specifically, like, yeah, I thought of him when you were talking about that correlation. Like, if you're if you're going to play a couple Bayern Munich players, he might be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, as sort of like a bring back. Um, we saw in his first start, he was very high up the pitch the whole game. He looked pretty good. Um, he's like even more so than Luke Shaw was. I was pretty impressed with him, actually. Um, so, yeah, I don't mind that. I was always impressed with Reguillon, um when he was playing for Tottenham. Um, Seemed like he got a raw deal. I remember when they signed him initially, I remember thinking – like, oh, shit, you know, Spurs got a good signing. I wouldn't have minded if Arsenal got him. But then, yeah, I don't know what happened. Yeah, I think, um, you know, he had some mixed results. He was a young player playing for Mourinho, but he had some great matches under Mourinho. And then the new, you know, you had the COVID and then the Antonio Conte regime. And, I mean, Conte was a disaster for a lot of players. Oh, yeah. Like, Conte, Conte didn't like him, right. Which is just stupid, right? Conte didn't he, like know, a Conte... lot of good players, and, and it really makes me mad. I'm just – this is a total aside, but, like, Destiny Udogi, like, Conte was like, no, you have to go play in Italy. And I guess it worked out, but, like, Udogi looks completely in place as a 19-year-old fullback in the Premier League. He's so composed. He's excellent. He plays a full game as a fullback. Like, I mean, like, come on. Like, what's going on here? Letting guys like Reggione walk you know, Los Celso goes to other places and plays pretty well. So. Right. You know, yeah, no, I'm with you. I can, you can see Conte like wanting those sort of technical soft Spaniards out and bring in like some hard Italian who's going to grind for me or like, you know, that old school style. Perisic. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I get it. Conte is a really decorated manager and he can grind results, but I mean, you look at the, I can't believe we're doing a Tottenham aside. Like, like everyone loves watching this Tottenham side right now, and they're just playing with much more energy. I mean, Conte was just a complete vampire in that squad. So, good riddance, Antonio, and uh, welcome back to the ketchup packets in the Tottenham Hotspur uh, dining <laughs> hall. But maybe we should talk about teams on this slate. Actually, I think we covered most of the defenders. Um, maybe we can talk about some other things. Do you have any goalkeeper thoughts? I really don't have any. In Champions League, I'm often spending down and praying that I don't get negative six. Uh, no, I don't really have any. I think you're spending down. I spent down today and it crushed me. But also, if you spent down, you won because the the cheapest goalie on the slate scored the most points and was in all the winning lineups. Uh, I think, well, 
Providell scored a goal and ended up in some winning lineups, but he didn't, uh, he didn't outscore the cheap goalie. Yeah. You know, we say it all the time when there's a six game slate, it just, it makes sense to play the cheaper goalies in the main GPP, like almost always in small field, you can pay up that on six game slates. That's fine too. But in the main GPP, you're probably going to want to play cheap goalies because one of them always gets there. Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. That's 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 the advice. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree. Like, and because none of these teams are like particularly huge favorites, right? We're talking about teams. I'm going to scroll back. Like, the best win percentage is 70, percent and that belongs to Arsenal. But the PSV goalkeeper, I think, is 3,800. So we never see that sort of dichotomy in the Premier League slate. Like, normally that guy is 4,100. These are like small misprices, but if you keep playing enough, I think. Um, these edges work in your yeah. favor. So because the cheap I, goalkeepers are a bit underpriced relative to our usual DFS standards, you know, five points is fine from one of these goalkeepers. You can still make the cash line. Yeah, definitely. Well, for sure. For cash games, uh, for tournaments, just to play devil's advocate, these expensive keepers are better than the ones today. Um, the, you know, Ederson and Ter, Ter Stegen had basically no upside. Like you're hoping for 12 points maximum. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas Arsenal's keeper, you know, Benfica, Munich, all their keepers, they, they're going to get five saves in a clean sheet, like a lot of times. So it, it's fine for tournaments. It, or it's, it's better than uh, it was today for tournaments. Yeah. You're completely right, actually. Like if the cheap goalkeepers are better because the big teams aren't as big of favorites those teams are also going to allow more chances so like even if you play someone like david raya and he concedes a goal there do still feel like outs that he can get like six or seven points it's not like aderson where you're just like you know when aderson concedes a goal to red star belgrade you're like oh. three points best case scenario i think he got to five but <laughs> it, right. it doesn't feel yeah good. no that's exactly that's, you're exactly right though that we should put Ozzy on the show. Even Man City conceded, just play whoever fits. I think that's basically what the discussion got. I just probably will try to barbell it, though. Sometimes these like low total boring guys, they just don't rack up enough saves. But yeah, I don't know. If you think you have a good goalkeeper evaluation, keep that secret because you'll have figured something out a lot of, a lot of us struggle with. Yeah, so play whoever fits. All right, Ryan, let's... Uh, Let's talk about tournaments and maybe talk about some of these games we really haven't um, we haven't really dug into. So I wanted your take on some of the Arsenal options because um, I don't know Arsenal just don't look as good as they did, you know, in the you know Marchish last year. It seems like a side which has suffered from inconsistency. I mean, I know what I'm getting from Gabriel um, Jesus. Bukayo Saka is excellent, and we talked about Trossard, but. I mean, what's your take on what's going on with Martin Odegaard and Kai Havertz? I feel like I haven't gotten good results of Martin Odegaard. I mean, Kai Havertz, there's clips going on on Twitter. He looks like a disaster. So, I mean, do you want to play these Arsenal guys in this matchup against PSV? Um, yes, I do. I think, you know, okay. No one can really tell you anything other than you can go either way on it. Like, which Arsenal is going to show up? not going to surprise me at all if they score or if they win four nothing and it's not really going to surprise me if they struggle to put one in like has been happening a few times in the Premier League um in general i think they've been playing better than most people think um i keep seeing this stat going around about field tilt i'm not even sure most people know what that is but 
Arsenal's is the highest in the Premier League by a wide margin. And basically what it is, is like a team's share of possession in the final third. Um, mm. Basically, they're allowing very few chances and are in great positions all the time, basically offensively, and just aren't scoring. While at the same time, not really allowing many chances, but like sort of allowing some fluky goals here and there. Like it, it's very close to going the other way uh, for Arsenal. It could be here. So, like, I'm going to play some Arsenal. Um, I don't know if I'll stack them. But, yeah, like, you know, we mentioned we like Saka. We like Trossard. I think those guys are both fine one-offs. I think whoever starts at forward is a good play because they're they're cheap. Gab, Gab Jesus is cheap. And Ketchy is even cheaper. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I It's hard not to have interest in Arsenal. But – at the same time, it's fine to fade them too. Like again, we keep seeing them, you know, struggling to put away Everton and Fulham and just not scoring goals. So there's just can't really say anything other than you can go either way on it. Yeah, I mean, either you believe that it can't keep going as bad as it is when they're the peripherals are so good. It's like apologies to the people from England, but you know, we had T Higgins with 150 air yards last week in fantasy football and he didn't score anything. You know, when it goes good, it goes good for these guys and maybe you get slightly reduced roster ship as a result. And, and on the you know and then on the pushback on the other side, PSV is a decent team. So like yeah, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it wouldn't it's not out of the realm of possibility that they hold Arsenal to one yeah. goal or you know, yeah. Going into the slate when I was looking at the players, I was interested in Joey Veerman, who's basically a set-piece monopolist, but more of a central defensive midfielder. I mean, he could be crossing to Luke DeJong. And I thought that would be a pretty cool tournament idea to play with Saka until I realized that Joey Veerman is 8K and Luke DeJong is 7.5K. Um, that feels a little thin when you're playing those players ahead of players from Bayern Munich and um, Benfica at the same time. But Noah Lang's pretty cheap, too. I don't know. I wouldn't mind people playing some of these players. Um, Lang probably being the best tournament punt if you're interested in something like that. I, I won't be playing a lineup with Noah Lang, so you know, don't hold me to that. It just seems it seems fine. Yeah, it seems fine. It's not going to be what I do, but... Yeah, it's also not. Uh, so feel free to disregard. This, this uh, I think you... Saibari, I think is how you say, I, I say his mm. name. Um, seems like a really good player. Played him on the last Champions League slate, and I think he had a brace. Um, but he's not quite as a t- same with Bakayoko. Bakayoko seems like a really good player. He seems like he's going to get signed by a bigger club soon. So yeah, like it's a tough game. P- these PSV guys could score. Um, and maybe that's just a situation like Navas. If they score, maybe Saka just has to go nuts. You can play it that way. You don't have to necessarily play any of these pieces. Seems like, players. yeah, Noah Lang, I get it because of the price. I, I've tried so many times with him. Seems like he just comes off at half or never really does it. But I feel yeah, that there's just other like, cheap guys that like better. Yeah, because this goes back to like the Andrew Laird days. So Noah Lang is like stuck in my head. I think Laird had him early and so rare. So he was really excited for his Club Bruges stuff. But uh, that hasn't worked out for me in tournaments either. So proceed with caution. Um, What about United, Ryan? Um, Barcelona are pretty big favorites for a team that has as much, you know, uh, going into the season top four predicted team for Manchester United. Uh, if you're a United fan, you saw those odds, you would feel probably disrespected by the sports books. But United haven't really done much to 
convince me otherwise. So do you think they have a reasonable shot in this game? Some of their players are cheap. I saw a $6,200 Marcus Rashford. You have $5,600 Hojlund, Bruno 7,400, Casemiro 3,400. If you want to take some shots at guys in tournaments, United are talented and any of those guys could really bag a goal and an assist for you. What do you think? Yeah, I'd much rather play these United guys than the PSV guys. I, you know, Man United have not been good, but they are not great at keeping clean sheets. And yeah, these guys on United, they're still good players. So they show up in big games. Yeah, I think this, I think this game could have goals in it too. That's why it wouldn't shock me if it goes back and forth. It also wouldn't shock me if sort of uh, Bayern just like put a stamp on Man United's misery. Like uh, three, four. I mean, United are close to. They're like teetering on the edge of like being in shambles. Um, but I don't know. Like I, I, I still want to play their guys. Like I see them scoring, and they're all cheap. Like you said, Rashford's cheap. Hoyland's cheap. He looked good. He he, he yeah. looked good against Brighton. Um, no one's gonna play Bruno. I don't know if I. I don't know if I get to Bruno. Doesn't seem like he has. I don't want to say, I don't know, like, I don't know. What do you think about Bruno? I was going to say it doesn't seem like he has the highest floor in this spot, but we're playing him in I the GPP. So he took a penalty in the Premier League with Rashford on the pitch. So he has that out in him. Um, you know, we're t- who are we comparing him to? We're comparing him to Josh Kimmich and um, Peter Zielinski. Good plays, right? right. I-, I think it's right. fine. I do I too. Mean, he's a player who can go nuclear in any sort of situation. There's not that much opportunity cost, like, if you want to do something like that. No, I mean, I agree. Um, yeah, I guess on the other side for Bayern Munich, um, we didn't talk about, like, guys like Serge Gnabry or Kingsley Cohen. I don't know. I think they're all fine plays. Just be careful about minutes with uh, Munich guys. I mean, like, if Jamal Musiala starts, he's been coming off an injury. So I don't even know if he's ready to start. He might come off the bench. But, you know, guys like Thomas Muller, probably only going to get 70 minutes. Um, I don't know. Do you feel like we have under-discussed a matchup that you like, Ryan? Um, maybe we I think it's a pretty good ben- spot. That's Go what ahead. I was just to say. I think it's a pretty good spot for Benfica. Um, yeah. You know, we, we said that Di Maria's probably the lock of the slate at forward, at least. Um. Yeah, it's just a really good spot at home. I mentioned, like, kind of worry about this Salzburg team. They're so young, and they got a lot of new players. Uh, and these Benfica guys are pretty cheap. I think you could play any of them. Rafa Silva's been in really good form. 7,300. John Mario is the guy that I probably won't play. Um, Cabral, he's supposed to be pretty good. He hasn't scored for them yet, but uh, he's a Brazilian that they signed. Uh yeah, from Fiorentina. Or, yeah, looks like yeah. a pretty classic center forward. I mean, brace yep. spot for him. He is. He, he's a pretty for. classic center forward, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I like all the Benfica guys. Um, yeah, yeah I, this could be the spot. I'm going to look at heat maps about uh, Kuchku, see if he's kind of getting some license to roam forward and shoot from distance. I think that'll be an important thing to clarify. But, yeah, I mean, I love Rafa Silva in this spot. Really great play, I think. Really way too cheap. And I've played Ba a lot around his price in Champions League, and he's capable of some pretty good performances, especially at home. 
Um, he's not defender eligible, so I wouldn't worry about it. But don't play Frederick Orsnes. He's like a converted utility knife defensive midfielder player. He even scored a goal recently, but just please don't do it. 4,100 midfielder. That's um, reconsider your lineup. Um, I don't think that's a good play. I think just about everyone else, you know, Ba, Kuchku, Mario, Silva, Di Maria, Cabral, those are all great plays. And, you know, play two of them. It's very affordable. Yeah. And then there's one more spot. Uh, there's one more spot that we kind of overlooked, and it's probably the same thing is going to happen tomorrow. And you've got like some of the best attackers in the world. Uh, Osiman is as likely as any player on the slate to score a brace. Um, Kvaric, Gilia, KK might be, you know, the, the best player on the slate, just mm-hmm. fantasy aside. Um, could easily score two goals. Yeah, that the, those Napoli guys are good tournament plays because I just, again, I could be wrong, but I just don't really see people getting there. Do you? I was literally thinking about that. I was wondering, are we going to get like a 15% Victor Osiman or something? Because yeah. people will, like play, people will play them a little. People will play them a little. So they'll play Sokka, and then people are going to play the 7K, the 7K level forwards because they're all just good plays. But, okay, I mean, Osiman is the... He's not going to go that low on, so don't. I wouldn't take that at right. value, but like, you, he's it's not going to be out a of little control. Bit. Yeah, no. And this is a guy who's probably most likely to score a hat trick. I mean, he and Harry Kane. I mean, what's the difference between Osiman and Harry Kane in this type of situation? Just about the, the same, same goal thing. odds, fourteen hundred. Probably a better matchup. I mean, Manchester United. That that betting line feels. I don't know, really rude to United. Um, I feel like uh, Braga are a worse opponent, or at least more vulnerable. Yeah, then you factor in the Braga are at home and United are away. Maybe has That's something true. to do with it. That's going to swing a lot. The odds will change a lot when we do the Week 6 fixture. Well, and who knows what happens then for Game Week 6 in Champions League. But yeah, I mean, I don't really know what to do about Kvartschella because he hasn't been playing a full slate of minutes but I mean, yeah. come on, if we like Zelensky in cash, just change your cash lineup, get rid of Leroy Sané and put in Osiman and make it work. Seems like a pretty good way to play it. I agree. And yeah, like, Kavicho uh, went 89 minutes last time out, which so is... So maybe he's back. You, you know, encouraging. Yeah. Um, I, I'm pretty sure he's fine, but yeah. Yeah. Any love for the fullbacks there? I didn't. I wasn't impressed. Loren Di Lorenzo is like usually an okay play, but he's six k. It feels too expensive. And uh, Oliveira hasn't had very strong game logs either. Um, maybe mm. just, there's other good uh, fullbacks. I think mixed results. Yeah, I do have some interest in Di Lorenzo. I do. Mm. Uh, I think he's a good tournament play. Like I said, I think part of the edge on this slate is getting double digits at both defender spots. And he might be on the winner with just like 11 or 12 points or something. Um, he's, he's just so attacking. I mean, he, every time you watch Napoli, he's up in the box, near the box, shooting. Um, but yeah, no, no to Oliveira. I don't know if we'll get Mario Rui. Um, Rui steals he's- some corners sometimes. Hopefully we don't get Mario Rui. Um yeah, he hasn't done too much in the way of stealing corners. Um, but I don't know if he's really played at all. But if it's Rui and Zelinski, that's 
It it has to I be. I think it's because he right hasn't in. played too much. But yeah. yeah. No, that's a good. But point. yeah, no. I do have some interest in Di Lorenzo just because I want the highest scoring defender. Like if yeah. I if I fade Demarco, maybe I play Di Lorenzo. Yeah. Yeah, plenty of good defenders to play. And, and also, Jack, it just goes back to what you said. Well, a little bit. If Braga score in this game, you're going to want Di Lorenzo. Oh, it's yeah. one of those things. It's one of those where if like Napoli's behind, you're going to want Di Lorenzo. Oh, I'm going to want Osimhen might get eight shots in that game. <laughs> right. So, right. Yeah, that feels pretty good. All right, Ryan. I think that's a pretty good and uh, thorough breakdown, and that's just about an hour. So thank you to everyone listening live. Thank you to everyone in the chat. Uh, if you're not already a member, there's a link, Rotowire Soccer Trial. Join us in the Discord. Really helpful in big slates like this where there's a lot of news. It's pretty easy to miss a punt, but it'll get brought up in the Discord, I'm pretty sure. Or you can just ask, is there a cheap punt? Someone will answer you. So I always think it's a good place to hang out. But um, until then, Good luck in everything, unless you take one of my head-to-heads. You know who you are, RotoWire subscribers. But um, on uh, behalf of myself and Ryan, good luck tomorrow, everyone. Good luck, everybody.